What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up. Cause my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome everybody to a special edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and The Record. I'm your host, Art Stapleton, and we might as well call today's show All In with Don Bosco because we've got the Tommies here. If you weren't watching the preseason opener with the New York Giants on Friday night in Detroit, then have we got a show for you. Uh, Tommy DeVito, quarterback, Tommy Sweeney, tight end, both played at Don Bosco here in North Jersey. We are always a born and bred podcast in North Jersey. So we're going to talk to both Tommies, talk about their experience and what they've been going through. So fellas, good fellas, I guess, is that the joke now? But uh, thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. I uh, appreciate you having us. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Absolutely. So let's go back a little bit to Friday night. And, um, you know, obviously Tommy DeVito first the idea that this was your first opportunity to be a pro and to be out there in that stadium. What was that experience like? Did you take moments before the game knowing that this was going to be the one you remember? Yeah, I mean, that was kind of the talk between DJ and Tyra. Like, you're always going to remember your first one, your first game. So, you know, pregame, I did go out and kind of just observe and kind of take everything in. And, you know, once it was game time, you're just playing football like you were again as a kid. And really was just there to just enjoy it, enjoy the moment, be in it, and just... Have fun. So you're in the huddle. You're in that situation. You know, you're, it's now your time. Tyrod's done. Daniel didn't play, obviously. And you got this guy in the huddle with you. Take me through that play. And did you know that was that your first read? Or, you know, what was the reaction? First, I'll ask you, Tommy, and then obviously Sweeney can go yeah. after that. Yes, you know, it was a sudden change. So, uh, you know, we were on the field. Everything was happening real fast in the red zone. Obviously, we're trying to score points off that. Um, we called the play. You know, everybody gets lined up, and I see the two to the left, Tommy and Cage. And, you know, it just so happened that the defense played in a certain look, and Tommy was my first read on that and was there for a touchdown. Now, Sweeney, you, you're not – I'll probably just call you Sweeney and DeVito at this point because we'll be going back and forth. No, but all good. Um, again, Jersey thing, right? We call okay. each other by last names. That's right. Um, you know, this obviously isn't your first rodeo. You, you know, you've been in this league now for this is year five. Um, take me inside the huddle for him. You know what this moment means to him and, and a young yeah. quarterback uh, to be in that situation. And through your eyes, as you know, you know, he's coming to you. What what are you thinking in that moment? Yeah, I mean, I just kind of we kind of saw the same thing football wise, you know, obviously um, got a good look. It's. It's one thing being a, a young guy, but it's another being a young quarterback because everything goes through you and you have to tell 10-year vets what they're supposed to do. And, you know, you got a whole different type of thing. And, and he's done a great job with it. So I, <laughs> I know that's what it is. I don't actually know what it's like. You know, I've had my, you know, doing my 111th, but the quarterback's kind of do a little more than that. So, um, you know, he came in, he handled it well, and, you know, his, his poise was there and called a play and it was uh, capped out it up and it was, it was perfect. So I guess, I guess in that situation, it's just catch the ball for your purposes. Yeah, I mean, he put an absolute dime right over the guy's head. It was, all I had to do was put the hands out, you know? When did it start setting in that it was you guys? I mean, because Tommy DeVito, we, you joked when you came into the press conference, how you and I talked at the beginning of camp, the idea of imagine if you throw a touchdown to Sweeney, 
Um, so you, you kind of knew it after the fact, but as it's happening, I know the emotions of the game. Did you kind of have perspective in that moment of what you guys just were able to do? For me, not in that direct moment until I came off to the sideline. Like we were celebrating the end zone, came off the sideline, and they were like Bosco to Bosco. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like it was, that's when it really hit me. And then obviously that's when I said, like, press conference at 30, I'm like, oh, it's going to love this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I know. I know social media is going to take this one for yeah. sure. Just Tommy and Tommy, the whole high school deal. And, you know, they ran with it. So let's talk the high school days a little bit. Uh, you know, DeVito was a freshman. Sweeney was a senior. Um, you know, you obviously knew each other. You saw each other in practice. Um, but it wasn't like you were thrown out there and he was a top target for you that year, you know, his senior year. Um, what do you remember of Sweeney first? I know I've asked you this before, but what do you remember about Tommy DeVito, the kid from Cedar Grove, coming in, in there as a freshman for Bosco? Uh, I remember I said it to you before. He's just kind of gunslinger coming in. Um, we always had guys, you know, as the years go. So there's always a couple freshmen that come in packs with the other guys in the, in the beginning, um, you know, of camp that we have, you know, kind of <laughs> camps there. But, you know, um, and so he was one of those guys and he came in and he just, he, he came in and he played well. Um, it was kind of a long time ago now, <laughs> maybe right. 2000, shoot, almost 10 years now. But um, yeah, he came and he played well. You know, it's kind of like uh, the quarterback at the time, Frank, who had done the same thing. You know, it's it's a big jump from eighth grade to high school. You know, it's it's a big jump from college pro, but eighth grade to high school is a, you know, at that age is a huge thing. And um, obviously at Bosco, where it's kind of a big thing. Yeah, so uh, that's really what I remember. He came in, he threw the ball around, and obviously um, – Gave me a good quarterback room, kind of the family there, Crusco, Nutile, and DeVito, kind of, you know, the uh, right. uh, the um, the Italian brethren there. And then um, obviously got his championship after that, so it yeah, worked well. What, what about you, Tommy, uh, in terms of coming in as a freshman? I mean, your established program. Take a little of my history. I covered Don Bosco as a columnist and a beat writer before I even came up to cover the pros and cover the Giants. I covered the first Bosco uh, championship over St. Peter's after they lost in 05, oh. 06. Matt Sims came back and that team with Justin Tratow won a Super Bowl championship okay. here, obviously. Covered the first game Bosco ever played out of state, which was Centerville, Ohio. Um, so I know the history of Bosco. Uh, for you coming to Bosco as a freshman, what was that like for you as a quarterback to come into a, an established program? And do you think some of that experience all the way back then helps you, you know, now when you come into one of the storied franchises in, in the NFL? For sure. I think even going back to like the decision I made to go to Bosco, right? It's either like, if you choose you're going to go to a private school, it's either usually Bosco or Bergen or Joe's. So for me, it was honestly between three. It was between Bosco, Bergen, and DePaul because I went to DePaul for my eighth grade year. And if I was going to stay there, if I was going to go to Bosco, it was like kind of like college all over again, like just talking, like figuring out what I wanted to do. And ultimately, I chose Bosco because of the establishment and because of, you know, the national schedule that we were playing. Like I loved DePaul, but DePaul wasn't playing three, four out-of-state games a year and was going to get me ready for college like Bosco was. So chose Bosco and then ultimately yeah that got me ready for that because I was traveling I my junior year we went to Vegas we played Bishop Gorman we were there for like a week like, <laughs> like you're not you're not even really doing that in college right so that experience alone helped me prepare for the years ahead and then just being in a program like that where like my freshman year I went and like you said I was in a very good quarterback room like those two guys that were ahead of me like Frank Nutile and Nick Crusco, like those guys were like I was able to learn from that it reminds me a lot of the situation I'm in right now with DJ and Tyrod like guys are just very genuine and I can sit there and learn from them and really just enjoy my time being there and then um, eventually when it was my time to go it was my time to go but 
this guy, I remember him, my freshman year, from my perspective, was just like, this dude is big as hell. He was obviously like easily the biggest tight end, if not one of the bigger people on the field. And um, I don't even know if he remembers this, but I remember one coaching point that they always were giving him when I was a freshman was Drew Lascari, who was our OC at the time, was just yep. telling him like, who well, I covered in Paquanic, by the way. Yeah, I covered him. Drew, Drew is my guy. Yeah. That's my guy. I still talk to him. They were like, Sweeney, if you just catch the ball and just fall on the ground forward, he made him lay on the ground and show him how much extra yards he gets if he just falls forward. That was the whole thing. I, I always think about that and like, just it made sense. But um, yeah, it was a long time ago, but it was a lot of fun. That's great. Yeah. Uh, take me inside the idea of, I mean, you know, you both went on to scholarships at D1 schools. I mean, you went to Boston College, you were at Syracuse, then transferred to Illinois, made the most of your year at Illinois, obviously, and now you guys are here. Take me a little bit through the process. We talked about this beginning of training camp. I got a story coming out about the psychology of camp, the psychology of the preseason, and what guys go through to get to this point. Yes, you're at different levels of experience in the NFL, but it's a mental game this summer. Uh, take me through that. We'll go you first, Sweeney. Just the idea that, you know, even though you're established and you've played in this league, how much that whole play-to-play thing really matters and kind of takes – on its shape of its own in the summer for you guys. Yeah, uh, it's like you said, it's a big mental grind as much as it is physical. It's the best of the best in the world. And there's always new guys coming in every year from college, from anywhere, from new teams, all that stuff. So it's really, you got to kind of just handle all of it and navigate through it because it's a real thing and kind of embrace it. But then at the same time, just it is a game and just go out and play as loose as possible like you did in middle school, high school, college, just because that's the only way to really do it and play free because otherwise you're just going to kind of tighten up and, you know, that's when mistakes happen. So it's kind of the hardest thing is the only thing, and that's just to be as calm as possible and just let it all go and just play football. Now you hear a guy who is, you know, going into year five as a seventh-round draft pick. You were undrafted, Tommy. Um, when you're in a locker room and you have so many guys who consider this, themselves long shots, I mean, you know, you're not a, you've gotten to this point because you believe to be here, you belonged here, but also you know the business aspect of it. How has that manifested itself for you as the you know the months have gone on since you first arrived here? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely that shadow that's there. I mean, you try not to like think about it because you want to just be day to day. That's kind of how I think about it, like play by play, day by day kind of deal. But, um, I mean, yeah, it's always there. Like, at the end of the day, it's a business. Like, even in this locker room, like, I've seen people that were next to me be gone and new people in. It's just, like, like for me, my first time seeing it, I'm like, like, it's really happening. Everyone's like, listen, like, you'll get, you'll get used to that. Like, it happens everywhere. Like, the amount of people in the locker room that have been on so many different teams, and I mean, they're still in the NFL, right? But it's just, you know, it's a business. Things happen. Moves are made. And you just got to roll with the punches and put your best foot forward. Let's talk about your each individual position rooms. You mentioned DJ and Tyrod. Tell me a little bit about DJ and Tyrod. What do you take? What do you want to take from their games as far as what they bring to the table? Yeah, I think um, DJ is just mindset and how he goes in. Like each week, I haven't been in with him like in a in season game week to see how he prepares, but just seeing him on the field and how he prepares just for practice, let alone that just seeing how he takes control of it and just knows everything, the ins and outs of it, and then Tyrod just. Same deal with that, but he's he's more of just a gamer. Like he'll go out there and he'll just let loose and let it all go. And you can see that confidence that he brings in the house. So just just to take little bits and pieces there and just mesh them into form my own. That that's all I want to take from that. Now, Sweeney, how do you spend your practices, especially early in camp, and not gawk over Darren Waller the way the rest of us have done? <laughs> 
Uh, you know, just try to do my thing. <laughs> Obviously, he's uh, he is who he is. He's real good. He's a talented player. He's a good man. He's a great man. In fact, he, um, you know, he's having that as your leader in your room is always going to trickle down, and, and it has. We have a very, very deep room, a bunch of good guys, and very good players, and we got a great tight end coach as well. So it's just about just going out and bring your best foot every day. Honestly, it's. Um, a lot of competition, but that's good. Uh, the fact for you coming from Buffalo, where you do have familiarity with Joe Shane, the general manager mm -hmm. here, Brian Dable here, right. um, what did that mean for you to to be able to kind of rejoin them here? I mean, uh, you know, most guys say oh, they'll always give you an opportunity, but when you have a history with guys, not that you have you know a leg up, but you do have something. That, that tangible that they know about you and your game, and that's why they wanted you here. Yeah, 100%. Um, you kind of said it. <laughs> there's not really more to it than that. Um, you know, I really like Joe and Dave's guys. I mean, there's tons of people in this organization that, that, that I know as well, and the offense is the same. That helps. Not having to learn a new offense, going to a new team is, uh, you know, it's a complex offense, as, as we all know. Um, but that was huge. You know, when Dable called me and, and, uh, and I talked to Joe about coming in, it was kind of, because of that familiarity and it's you know it's football but football is also about relationships as much as it is a game and and um they put a high level of importance on that and um i think that's really cool um i mean the only i've only been two places in the league so i don't know if everywhere does it but that's right. you know as far as i can tell that's what it is and uh and obviously they're at the they're big on that so that was huge so the idea that you know you guys came home I mean, this is still home for you guys. You bounce around a little bit. I know, you know, with Boston and Buffalo and for you, obviously, Syracuse, Illinois, you're home now. What was that process like for you guys to once you sign here, when people started hearing that? I would imagine a lot of friends and family pretty happy with having the opportunity to see you guys here. Yeah, I mean, for me, I was, you know, when the whole draft deal was happening, like, I'm like, figuring out, okay, like, I'm going to have to find a place. What am I packing with me? What am I bringing? I ain't bringing nothing over here, right? Like, I'm 15 minutes away. I don't need to pack a thing. I don't need to do any of that. So it's like, it all worked out. But then, like, you know, when it happened, you know, you know, my friends and family, everybody here, you know, everybody's pure excitement because most people in my area are Giants fans. So that helps. Now, you coming home is a little different. You've obviously been established away. So when you come home, you, I assume your family's still in the area, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's great. It's, yeah, and we, you know, my, my parents, my grandparents, everybody's from New York. Oh, on one side is all from New York. So we've been Giants fans for a while and grew up a Giants fan, uh, Sam. And um, it's funny, you know, it's, you could be, well, 30 other places, the Jets being one, and right. to end up back home is, uh, you know, you'd be Seattle, L.A., Miami, but you're going to fuck home. It's, it's a cool thing. It's, uh, you know, a lot of people and a lot of friends. So it's it's a lot. But it's a lot of good. At the right. Same time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You were out there today after practice, <laughs> signing autographs, seeing everybody. I mean, I got to imagine it's, hey, sweetie, I remember you when you were here, that kind of thing. Um, we're going to do a fun game. Uh, how Jersey are you? But you know, it's a little fun. But uh, just the last thing I wanted to ask you about about Friday night is that I know we were talking a little bit before we started the show, what the reaction was after the fact. And when we talked after the game, we really didn't, I didn't have a sense and neither did you guys of what your phone would look like when you got back on the plane. What was it like? What was the experience? I guess, DeVito, you go first, because it's really the first time you've even dealt with anything like that at that scale. What was that like? Yeah, phone was blown, like beyond <laughs> proportion, every, like, names that were in my phone that I haven't heard since early years of high school. Like, I was like, wow. I was like, you know, 
keeping tabs is that the other thing is just it's funny how things come full circle and you know something like that like a play where me and just seeing that whole community and the big north and everybody just brings a lot of excitement and um i'm glad it was all positive similar to what you you dealt with yeah exactly it was uh we kind of said in the locker room you know north jersey's gonna you know really love that and they did and it was it's cool you know because it's very uh you know it's a kind of very populous area there's a lot of people but a lot it's very tight-knit and then obviously that showed and yeah, it was really cool. Um, you know, now he got the balls, games. right? Yeah, did you get the ball? Nice. Yeah, you he go. got the ball. <laughs> you got one. You got one. Oh, yeah, game that's for yeah, real, 100%, right? So hundred percent. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. No, that's awesome. Yeah, and it was. You know, it's cool. It's. I don't know how many. I mean, we'd have to look it up. I don't know when the last time a high school, even went to the same high school, much less were teammates in high school, had a connection right. for a touchdown. I mean, in the NFL, it's. I wouldn't imagine it's been for a while. So right. So it's that's really cool. It's very cool. All right, all right. How Jersey are you? Uh, Favorite diner, go-to diner when you come back to Jersey. You got one? I'm going state line, 100%. Going state line. <laughs> What's the, there's a new one that just got redone right here at Harrison. It, it's not the TikTok diner. I've heard, I know what you're talking about. Um, Top it, diner. Mm. Top, Top diner <laughs> right here at Harrison just got redone. Okay. I didn't believe my mom when she said I need to make it a – she needs to make a reservation. I'm like <laughs> – for a diner, this is when I got done draft training and all that, and I she picked me up in Newark. She's like, "Where are we gonna go to the diner?" I'm like, "All right, cool." She's like, "We're going to top diner. We need to make a reservation." I'm like, "What?" Went in there. It's unbelievable. All right, so what do you order? Stay line. I usually go with buff shake sandwich. Sound about right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> depends the time you're going. Yeah, to the sure, diner. Sure, sure, sure. If I go, I usually get breakfast. Like if I go later on at night or something, I'll get some kind of Belgian waffle. Yeah like an ice cream sundae whole deal nice all right you know people always bring up the jersey shore especially with you when you came out with the chain in the spring you know (laughs) that whole look um jersey shore the show yay or nay i don't know i think back then that was kind of the reality but uh times have changed now i mean i feel like in like early years of high school we were going to like seaside and that whole deal yeah but it's (laughs) i think we're a little beyond that how about you you didn't know it's fine, you know, it's not, ex- you know, like you said, you know, it's not exactly how it is, but ain't nothing wrong with it. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you had to go to Shore Town, Jersey Shore Town, where you wanted to go now, where would it be? Manasquam. Yeah, so I'd probably go Stone Harbor, LBI, go a little farther down. Okay. Cool. Uh, all right. Last one of this, and then I'll, I'll get one at the end. You know what? Let me do this one first. What was your favorite Bosco football moment? My favorite Bosco football moment. I mean, mine was the state championship for sure. And I was here? I was here at MetLife, yeah. So you're getting back in that stadium for the first time since that game? Yeah. On Friday night? Yep. That should yeah, be pretty first cool. Time field, yeah, since what do you think comes back? What do you think comes back in your in your head when you step inside that stadium? Uh I don't know. It's a lot of a lot of things. It could be like now I'm thinking about it, probably exactly where I was sitting on that bench, where I went when we scored a touchdown, the first touchdown, the last touchdown, like just that moment and just soaking in that, that experience. Cause I remember in that game, they did have the Giants banners up. It wasn't like the Jets field set up for like the Giants field okay. as well. I have some pictures with that, which is cool. But um, it really just, you know, being in the same place, but a different uniform. How about you, Tom? It's kind of a cop-out answer. I, I couldn't say one moment because it was. I just loved every second of it. Um, but I just say like how special it is. Like the fact we're teammates now. 
I'm still so close with all my buddies for that were in my class and other classes as well. I still talked to them yesterday, you know. So that part of it, you know, and that aspect of it is um, special. So all right, sec second to last question. A lot has been made about Brian Dable and how fiery he is. Obviously, you know how fiery he is for more than he does. But I got to ask you, Greg Toll, one of the fieriest coaches in New Jersey history, also one of the most decorated high school coaches at Bosco uh, and Hackensack, my alma mater, by the way. Um, Toll, Dable, compare, contrast for me in terms of sideline mannerisms, attitude, personality, what do you think? I think they have similarities, but I think when I coached Toll, it was in different times of, of like what's going on in this world, at the time where certain things were allowed back then uh, that are not necessarily allowed now. <laughs> so I don't, I can't, I can't really compare them, but I, I do see similarities in how, you know, they get, they get fired up and, you know, I think that that's part of it and it brings out good in the team. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely would echo what Tommy said. I'd say Toe's a little more consistently fiery. Dave's is consistent and, you know, but and then he'll he'll get fired, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then he'll kind of come back down. So um, it's close. It's close, you know, different levels and stuff like that. Um, like you said, they're both pretty fired because Toe's maybe a little fiery, but they're both – both get get roll, get rolling, and uh, you know they're both about all the right things and good guys. Saw the love at the end of the day. At this point, obviously heading into preseason week two, it's all about staying here, right? All about staying power. Wanting to be here, wanting to be on this team by any means necessary. So, obviously for you guys, great first Friday night, but you've had a great camp to this point. I wish you guys both well. Thanks for joining me on the show. And as I say every week, we're all in. We appreciate you all in. And these guys are all in Jersey. So when you can go all the way back to Bosco, it's always appreciated for them to be here and you know keep rooting on the Jersey guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.